I think it's important just to point your compass towards joy. And play like you, be like you, and don't overthink it. What is up, everyone? Welcome into Drum with Mike and Eddie. This is episode kind of 140. Not technically, because Eddie is not here right now. If you guys follow Eddie Thrower on social media, you know he's in the middle of some amazing, amazing chaos right now. He's been doing arena shows every night. Massive, massive shows, pyrotechnics, confetti, the whole thing uh, all over the place and with his band Busted. And he's now part of a number one album. Busted has a number one album in the UK. Absolutely insane. I'm so incredibly excited for my brother, but he is constantly traveling and Wi-Fi has been a nemesis for us. It's been really hard to get these podcast episodes done with the Wi-Fi situation. So that being said, as I try to drain my tea, which hopefully you guys can't hear on the podcast, I figured we could just talk a little bit about gear. Plus, I had some things I needed to update you all on. So let's get into the updates first, and then we'll talk a little bit about gear. So first thing is I'm coming over to the UK on I'm flying out on Thursday Let's see what day that is or what the date is. Excuse me. Flying out on Thursday, the 28th, get there the 29th of September. And then I'll be there for the UK drum show in Liverpool on the 30th and the 30. Oh, no, the 30th and the first. First of October. Now, what I want you guys to know about what's happening at the UK drum show is the UK drum show has been very kind and for the last two years, they've given me my own room, which is highly appreciative. Um, and basically, they they just say it's as simple as, OK, you have a room, do whatever you want. And uh, so it's called the education room. And my goal for this room was to give people that are attending the UK drum show a more intimate version of access to main stage type artists. So what I mean with that is when you go to the main stage and you watch these artists, they're they're in performance mode. They're pretty, I mean, I can speak from personal experience. I was pretty nervous, not in a scared way, but full of nerves. And so I'm constantly, I'm just in a, I'm not in a relaxed state. Let's say that no matter how relaxed I try to make it seem on stage, I'm not in a relaxed state. So the, that kind of, that goes through the audience. The audience can feel that. So the questions are different there you know people in the audience are scared to ask a question because they don't want to look stupid in front of everybody they don't want the artist to not have an answer or treat them silly so i always felt like the main stage q a time it just wasn't as personal it wasn't as intimate as it could be so the education room is taking those same level of artists but putting them in a more relaxed setting and really a more relaxed setting for the crowd also telling those artists you don't have to perform you can if you want you can play some tracks but you don't have to you could just talk and we could just turn this into a, a really cool hang so that's the point of the education room last year it was me Eddie Thrower obviously Anna Canillis and Steve White but I was also performing on the main stage myself. So I didn't have a lot of time to enjoy it. I was running around like crazy. But this time it's me, Carter McLean, Richard Spaven, and Matt Griner from August Burns Red. Carter and Richard are both brothers. I've done events with them before. They're close personal friends. Matt Griner is a great friend of mine, but we've never had the chance to do something together. So we're so excited to finally do this. Uh, so here's how the education room works. If you are planning on going to the UK drum show, if you already have tickets, you don't need tickets for this. You don't need separate tickets. It is first come first serve, but it is a limited room. So 
I bring that up because you need to kind of keep track of when everyone's going on. Uh, So me, Carter, Richard, and Matt Greiner. Uh, Richard will only be there on Sunday because he's performing on the main stage on Saturday. So he's going to put all of his energy into that on Saturday, and then he'll join us in that room on Sunday. On Saturday, it's me, then um, I think then Carter, then Matt, and then Matt and I are doing a class together where we're going to talk about starting an online business and how to make a living off of your career through the internet and how to build that following and build the trust of people so that you can profit off of your education, off of your talents. Uh, Matt has done it with August Burns Red covers and breaking down his songs, and he's doing a killer job with that. And then I obviously have a more general education side of it. So that should be a lot of fun. So once again, that is the UK drum show. It's called The Education Room. Make sure you write down all the times. You can go on my social media and see the little flyers for it and stuff like that that have all the times for me, Carter, Richard, and Matt. But like I said, it'll be just a very relaxed environment, a good hang. We'll definitely all be playing and performing, but this will be where you could feel comfortable saying, why do you use coded heads? It's like, not a stupid question. Let's talk about it. Let's get into coded heads. I love that stuff. Uh, then after that, I'm headed off to, and this is really important, Cardiff, Wales, to do a clinic at the Drum Depot. So that room holds, I think, 150, and I think they're at like 130 tickets sold. So if you want one of the last 20 tickets, that will be on Monday Let's see what Monday, October 2nd, I will be at the Drum Depot in Cardiff, Wales. I'll put the link in the description below. But uh, if you want one of those tickets, get on that. Then I head off to Bath to hang out with a friend of the podcast, Kim Lee. I'm doing a private masterclass at his spot, but that is already sold out. So not really promoting that whatsoever. And then I'm off to camp with uh, in Tuscany, Italy with Mark Giuliana and Ash Stone. So that should be a blast because anytime with 21 drums, the best thing about being a teacher at that camp is the fact that I also get to attend that camp. And that's a lot of fun because those guys are just, they're just incredible. Um, obviously they're incredible musicians and I think they're both geniuses, but they're also incredible educators. So to get to sit in a room and pretend like, Oh yeah, I'm just one of the teachers, but really I'm like, Oh my God, I'm soaking this up. These these guys are incredible. So that should be a lot of fun. So if you are one of the 21 drummers, that's going to 21 drums, I look forward to hanging out with you there. Then I come back and then Eddie and I have two camps here and then boom, we are on to, uh, the end of my year. I get to just focus on doing more stuff for the website, more stuff for this podcast and everything, you know, all right, let me see if I can dive into some of the questions. Give me one second here. Um, okay. So first one we have is from Chris. My question would be now that you're tracking for Simon says again, would you ever consider using more natural brilliant symbols that might cut through more, or would you just use the darker symbols as part of your new sound? Chris, amazing question. First of all, I just want to make sure everyone knows, like, we're not like back together. There's no, I mean, casually back together. Like I, they, they know the career that I have now and that I I don't have time to be in a full-time band. So 
the cool thing is we have technology and my guitarist has his own studio here in Sacramento so he can track things and just track ideas and just send them over with a click. And then I get to track them and send them back to the singer. And so that is the dream for me doing more of that stuff. I'd love to do a full album. I'd love to even try to track it here. Um, I'd love to be part of something new that doesn't use this samples. <laughs> like I understand triggering. I understand. And I, I get it. It trust me. Cause my guitarist sends me the tracks with, you know, get good drums or with, uh, BFD or superior drum or whatever. Um, and I'm like, God, this sounds amazing, but it also sounds so fake. And it, it's so hard to like try to find that balance of like, but I, I want to play on this stuff and I don't want to play and then just be immediately replaced. So to get to your question, Chris, yeah, I'm definitely, I'm, I don't know. It's tough, man. Like I kind of like, the sound that I have, um, you know, I would get rid of the 22 inch uh, Foundry Reserve light right on my left, but I'm thinking maybe just another eight, 19 to 20 inch crash, uh, something from the traditional line. So just like Thunder Butter, but um, but no, I don't think I'd go extra dry. Those trashy, really dark, which I love on their own, but they just blend in too much. They wouldn't sit on top of the mix enough, but. I would really, really love to try and track drums here at my, my studio is not meant for tracking drums, but if I could do that, I would like to, but the other thing is I just want to be a part of something where it's like, oh man, I forgot how good real drums sound. Um, they're different. They don't, they're not as monotone. They're not as just flat sounding, just like right in your face, which like I said, the drum nerd in me that's not the player, but the drum, or I guess I should say the guy that likes to listen to music, it is cool, but it all kind of sounds the same right now. And I'm like, I think it'd be cool if you could tell like, Oh, he's using a 20 inch Gretsch kick in this metal band. That's crazy. And, and Oh, I can hear a difference in his snare drum. Like I know that's Mike snare. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping for some of that. All right. Next question is um, Steve says, I'm awaiting delivery on a UA Volt. I've got one right here, buddy. I've got the two channel one here. Um, Audix D6 and AT4040 for a two mic setup. Holy crap, dude, you're getting the good stuff. You're getting a UA Volt. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, UA stands for universal audio. Killer, killer preamp. I'm using it right now to record this podcast. Uh, an Audix D6 industry standard kick drum microphone and an Audio Technica AT4040 as an overhead, which if you guys don't know, the AT4040 is industry standard for large diaphragm do freaking anything mic. You could record a podcast with it. I used to do this podcast and the podcast with Mike Dawson with the AT4040 before Audio Technica, Audio Technica came out with their own podcasting mic, which I'm using now. Um but yeah, I love the AT4040. I've used it as overheads. I've used it for a kick. Um, so he says, what distance above the drums and cymbals do you recommend the overhead mic? Good question. Now, think of it like this, Steve. You're not miking the cymbals anymore. You only have one mic. You're miking the drum kit. So you want it to be as centered as possible. And so I usually use my bass drum pedal as the thing that I'm lining this up with. And then the lower you get that microphone, the tighter the kit is going to sound. The higher you get the microphone, the bigger it's going to sound and the more distant it's going to sound. I mean, that's kind of obvious, but you have to almost hear it. Like 
all of a sudden the drum set is really punchy and really in your face when the microphone's like almost at the same level as your head. And then as you go up and up, it almost gets more of a bottom sound. So I would just play with it. One, you have to find a place where you don't hit it. Many a camper have hit my microphone or hit their head on it while standing up. Um, But yeah, you should definitely play with where that thing goes. Um, But that's going to be a killer setup. A D6 and an AT4040, you are done. You are happy to go. Um, All right. Next one is from Ed. Ed says, do you do you have to rename the podcast Drum with Mike and UK number one album recording artist Eddie Thrower now? Probably should. That wouldn't be a bad idea. I think that would be a very good idea. Uh, I mean, dude, I just I was telling Eddie, like, is that still is that a thing? Like, I don't even understand how that's possible. How is that? I didn't even know number one albums existed anymore. That's just so cool. And the fact that they get like a little award for it. Um, I don't know. That's, that's a whole nother level. I I'm, I'd be stoked if, if we had a thousand streams on Spotify for a Simon says song from 20 years ago, but a number one album, I can't even fathom what him and the guys are going through right now. So just couldn't, couldn't be more happy. Um, Let's see. Next up is from Patreon Daniel Green. He says, um, is it common to have a tuning lug that will go loose? Is there anything that can be done to fix uh, that from going loose on its own like that? I have a DW Edge snare drum. Damn, that's an expensive drum. Uh, And the tuning lug closest to me will detune before the others. In fact, the others seem to hold their tension fine. So I guess maybe I'm hitting the rim too often and too hard. well, a couple things. So, Daniel, you do hit very hard. So that's going to happen. And just like if I was going to play in Simon Says again, I would be hitting very hard. So when I say you hit very hard, I'm not saying you hit too hard. You just hit very hard. So that is going to always happen because it's the tension rod that goes right where your stick is. So it's on the inside of your left thigh. You're always going to loosen that tension rod, either the top one or maybe even the bottom ones really, really common. So yeah, all you need is a lug lock. So lug locks are these tiny little pieces of plastic. Try to find the rounded ones because the square ones will rip up the inside of your thigh, especially if you're wearing shorts, speaking from experience. But try to find the rounded ones and they are incredible. They just are little pieces of plastic that go on top of the tension rod and they hold it in place. And that's all they do. And they're very, very affordable. So I I think they're called lug locks. I know that the guy that um, Eddie used to, it used to be Eddie's a at Tama. He has his own brand of these called Tuna Fish, T-U-N-A-F-I-S-H. Uh, so, but once you look up lug locks, you'll find a lot of different variations of these things. And they all do a really good job of holding that tension rod in place. That's a really common problem. It's not a DW tension rod thing. It's not a DW edge snare drum thing. Really common when you hit that hard. And I know, like I said, if I start tracking Simon Says songs again, or if we play live, I'll have to get some of those as well. Because when you hit that hard, it just loosens over time. All right. I think that's all we have for questions. If you guys have any more questions, throw them into the chat. Oscar, good to see you, buddy. Oscar just jumped into the chat room. We've got a bunch of patrons in the chat. Very, very cool. All right. One other thing on the gear side of things. So if you guys have seen on my social media, I've been prototyping a practice pad. I've been working on this practice pad since 2019. Um, 
And then obviously COVID happened and then supply chain shortage. And it just kind of, it was never a massive priority, but the more that I just had it here, I noticed I kept grabbing it. And if you guys haven't been to the studio, I have all the pads. I have so many practice pads. I'm a pad obsessive. I bought pads from the 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. So I have pads everywhere, but I kept taking this one home. And at some point, you just start to think like, why? Why am I taking this home over the others? Is it more convenient? Is it, um, you know, like what? why am I taking this home and... And why is this becoming my main pad pad? And once that happened, then it's like, okay, this needs, this needs to be in existence because if it wasn't superior in some way to the other pads for me as a player, I wouldn't use it. It would just collect dust like a lot of other pads that I have, but I kept taking it home. I kept using it. Um, so basically what you have is a two sided pad. The top side is for articulation and clarity. And that's one thing I noticed in the conditioning pads that became so popular was I couldn't really hear what I was doing. I couldn't, it was almost like a false sense of security. You know, when you play like a V drum kit or a kit with mesh heads, you're like, I'm super fast. This was almost like, I'm not super fast. I'm super clean. Cause I can't hear anything. And then when I would play on something like a snare drum or a set of hi-hats that are extremely articulate, I, I could hear everything and it wasn't always great. So um, you know that like rubber pads can eventually hurt your wrists. Um, and so I wanted something that had a very, very safe, playable surface for you. Uh, I wanted something with click and clarity, but I also wanted that conditioning pad, not just for the conditioning sake, which just means it doesn't rebound a lot. When I say conditioning, I mean a pad that doesn't rebound a lot. I wanted it for its volume because when you have a pad that's articulate and clicky, it's going to be louder which is great when I'm by myself, but sometimes I'm in a hotel room and it's 1am and I don't want to bother people. I'm just jet lagged and want to play drums. So I need that quieter side. So the bottom is, I'm calling it the bottom, but the black side is much, much quieter by a noticeable amount. It also is a bit of a conditioning pad. It doesn't have as much rebound. Um, and then obviously like backstage at drum festivals, backstage at a clinic, I don't want people to hear me like around the corner going gar, gar. so i needed that other side uh so yeah so that is getting worked on right now i'll tell you guys the name soon but the name uh of the pad will be on it um and if you guys have seen my aquarian drum heads i have the diamond logo i'm a diva and i actually asked them to specifically make my drum heads like single ply coated with their diamond logo so it's got the diamond logo but it says the name so it says um the pad uh, inside the diamond logo top and bottom, because I do want to make sure they know, or that you guys know there is no top and bottom or better side and worse side. There's two completely balanced options. That's what this is all about is make sure you get in the workout stuff, but then turn it over to the white side and make sure you get the clarity and the click and that you can really hear the articulation and you can work on your buzz rolls. It's an 11 inch pad. So I wouldn't say you could, you know, use brushes on it necessarily it's just not enough real estate but it is textured so if you wanted to you could um and the reason why we made it an 11 inch pad is because the 12 which was the prototype just didn't fit in my backpack 
So I was like busting zippers trying to get it into my backpack. Um, let's see. Chris says, excited to see if there will be any artwork on the practice pad. Yeah. So there will be the diamond logo uh, in black on the white side and the diamond logo in white on the black side. He says, I love my Gretsch one just because when I see it, it makes me want to play it. Uh, then I have the Pro ProLogix right next to me to switch to. Seems like your new one is both. That's kind of the goal, Chris, for sure. And that's what I wanted with this pad is I wanted to create something that's like our buddy, right? Something that it's always on the car seat next to you. You take it with you everywhere you go. It's your friend. It's, it's just, it's like the identifier to other people. Like when you pull it out, people go, Oh, what is that? That don't play drums. You go, Oh, this is my practice pad. And I love that stuff. I, I, I like having an emotional attachment to something special. And this pad is something that I really want to take with me everywhere I go right now. Like it goes home with me. Even if I don't use it at home, I just want to know that it's there. So anyway, so the goal is to have it out by Christmas. I'll keep you guys posted. We're still, I just got another set of prototypes. I got two prototypes yesterday to see, um, you know, different materials and different amounts of click and different amounts of rebound and just fine tuning this thing because once it's done, I don't want to I don't want to change it, obviously. Uh, so, all right. If you guys don't have any more questions, thank you guys for listening. Oh, we got something. Um, Robert says, hey, Mike, good to see you. Just wanted to say I can't wait for the dates for your camps to be announced. Awesome. So, Robert, I think that'll be happening probably in about a month. Uh, we always announce it on Mike'sLessons.com or on the Mike's Lessons family Facebook page and in the Patreon page first. So you guys will always have 24 hours to sign up before anyone else because if you've ever tried to sign up for one of our camps, you know they sell out like that. But you guys will always have the first dibs on all of that stuff. So I think about a month. We're still just fine-tuning the dates. Uh, for those of you that haven't been to camp, the hotel that we use for the campers, which is in our parking lot, that's a very uh, used hotel for weddings. So that's the toughest thing for us is we always have to work out our camp schedule with the owner of the hotel to make sure or the owner of the inn to make sure like that we're not stepping on any um, scheduling problems. So we're just working all that stuff out. But as soon as we have it all dialed, probably when I get back around the time of the camp with Eddie here, that's around the time that we'll announce it. All right, everybody have an amazing day. Get some practice in. Enjoy the hell out of your drum set this weekend. And we will see you guys soon. Love you all. But for now, episode 140 is in the can. <laughs>